0: Everybody, welcome back to the Sunnydale Review. I'm Brian. I'm Jillian. Jill, how you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Still coming off the high of uh, 5x5 and Sanctuary. Yep. And now we go into two episodes that are episodes. We <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah, have the
0: introduction I... of an important character.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So one episode that has an important character introduction mm. And the rest of it's an episode, and and then another episode that's
0: just an episode. All right, so let's get to the first episode of these episodes, Warzone, Season 1, Episode 20. And I'm hoping this will help us in the algorithm, since Call of Duty Warzone's so popular right now. We'll see. (laughs) Um, Originally aired May 9th, 2000, was written by Gary Campbell and directed by David Stratton. We open on a woman walking alone. She's frantically looking over her shoulder whenever she hears a noise. From the darkness emerge three vampires. They corner her in an alley. A man emerges from the shadows, starts with a shot like, of his boots. He's holding a sword. It pans up. It's a completely new character who we will find out is named Gun, but we don't know now. And he says, you expecting somebody else? And then the <laughs> credits start. Um, after the credits, the team walk into a Hollywood party. There, they have a meeting with a new client. Uh, A Mr. Navit. It turns out that Cordelia kind of played it so that they get invited to this party to be less conspicuous. Um, Which really, she just wanted to go to the Hollywood party. When they walk in, she's like, oh, I miss that smell of money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Turns out the guy made money in the software business and he's like a billionaire. And he is also being blackmailed because he spent a little too much time at a demon brothel. Not ideal. No. Uh, Back in the alley, a group of humans are fighting a bigger group of vampires. They have this really awesome, like, stake chain gun thing uh, (laughs) that one of them uses to kill a couple of the vampires. They're able to take a few of the vampires out, but they suffer losses on their side, including the guy who's shooting the... Stake Gun, who we find out is named Bobby. They return to their warehouse hideout, um, and Bobby is gravely injured and ends up passing away. Angel pays the demon brothel a visit. They try to make him leave, but he tells them about the situation uh, with one of their clients, and they're more open to that. And they tell him where to find the guy who's blackmailing Mr. Navit with pictures of him there. Um. Back at the warehouse, Gunn and his sister, Alana, have an argument about Gunn being reckless. The other members of the group get wind of Angel being in the area. They go out and see the Angel shake down the guy who took the pictures of Mr. Nabbit. And while doing so, he puts on his vamp face to intimidate him even more. Um, Mr. Nabbit pays Cordelia and Wesley for their services rendered. It's a lot of money. Um, and he also tells them to call him david <laughs> um <laughs> they the have next a new friend yeah exactly he really uh, is not sociable so this is like the most social interaction he's had um the next day he meets up with uh the next day angel meets up with a guy who has um the pictures although now he has demon backup Angel manages to get the photos while dodging attacks from the demon. Eventually, Angel is able to come out on top of their fight and kill the demon, and the guy runs away. Um, as Angel is catching his breath after the fight, he is staked through the shoulder by one of Gunn's group. Um, he gets chased into a warehouse where he has to dodge traps and attackers. He takes Alana hostage and is able to have a conversation with Gunn. He then tosses Alana aside... She hits a trap and nearly gets shot with an arrow, but Angel puts his hand out in front of her to save her from that. Um, Angel tries to explain that he's on the same side of them, but they don't buy it and tell him not to show up again, but they let him live because uh, he saved Alana from the trap. Um, Angel, Cordelia, and Wesley realize that the group must have been pushed into attacking vampires and they're just fighting back. Um... They want to figure out where they're staying and help them. So we see an impassioned anti-quote street trash speech um, by a vampire uh, who says his name is, who says that Ty, the vampire from earlier who got into the scuffle with Gunn's group, is smart and shouldn't have been brought into a trap. Uh, he ends up killing Ty and says that the all need all the vampires there need to take out Guns group. Gun, Alana, and another group member discuss Angel's intentions. Angel finds the vampire nest from earlier and asks one to find out where the group lives. The vampire attacks Gun's group. They end up getting smoked out, uh, figuring that in the daylight they wouldn't, you know, be attacked by the vampires. However, the vampires wanted this and ended up grabbing Alana off of the street and throwing her into a van. Gun had already realized that this was all a trap. So he's already running outside. He hops on the back of the van and sees his sister being bitten uh, in the back of the van. She's she's screaming for him. And then he gets punched off of the van by one of the vampires. Wesley not and Cordelia. Great. What's that? Not great. Oh, no. Not great at all. Wesley and Cordelia are scoping out in uh, abandoned warehouses. Angel finds the warehouse uh, and gets invited in. Uh Angel doesn't want to listen, or sorry. Gun doesn't want to listen to Angel's advice on not going after the vampire, especially cuz his sister's was the one taken. Gun locks Angel in a storage freezer while they go to go after the vamps. Uh Gun scopes out the vampire hideout. He finds his sister, and at first he's very happy to see her cuz she's alive, but then he realizes that she's been turned. Um she has this like long speech trying to convince like gun about um you know this is actually a good thing like i'm i don't have to be afraid of anything anymore but gun she's like why don't you let me turn you and gun says no so she throws him across the room um kind of like see how strong i am now i don't need any protection and then throws him this is
1: another one of those times where I'm like, okay, exactly what is the process of becoming a vampire and how long does it take? Because she hasn't mm-hmm. even been missing, like, a day. Whereas what? other people, it's like, you know, they get killed, their body is found, and it's all the way, like, past the wake, the funeral, and the burial before they wake up. So it's like, how exactly does this work?
0: Yes, uh, so yeah. <laughs> we've, seen, <laughs> we've seen it in all stages, right? Like, yeah. in the coroner's office, at the wake, like... Uh, clawing up from their grave yeah um, let's see Angel is trying to escape the freezer and he does so by punching through the wall um, he unfortunately can't actually reach the uh, knob thing to open the freezer so he did that all for nothing back in the warehouse Gun and Alana talk and she's trying to convince him to let her turn him Cordelia and Wesley have found the warehouse and Free Angel, uh, and there's a fun bit about how he could have used his cell phone to call them. He's like, no, it was was easier to punch, and I'm in charge, okay? (laughs) I decide when I use my cell phone. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: We all know he just straight up forgot he had one. Yeah. Oh,
0: definitely. <laughs>
1: I don't know if it would have worked in the locker though, like. No,
0: definitely but, not.
1: I mean, he was having cell service issues just driving down a street. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: as someone yeah. who you know, like, used to work in like pizza shops and stuff, I can tell you, like, if you check your phone in the freezer, there's no service in there. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, where are we? Sorry. Alana tells Gun a story of when they were younger uh, and how he always looked out for her. She seemingly convinces Gun uh, to turn. Uh, she convinces him to let her turn him. So she goes in to like bite him and she's like, he's like, she says, say goodbye uh, to the world you've known. And he says goodbye and stakes her. It's very sad.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Angel arrives to see this and tells Gunn that they have to leave. Uh, his group ends up uh, coming in after Gunn as then the vampires come in at the same time. Angel says that the vampires can leave. They promise to never come back, that this is his city now, and he won't like allow them to be picking off this group. Uh, The lead vampire doesn't take kindly to this, but Angel just kills him. (laughs) He says that that offer was actually for the rest of them. (laughs) Um, Gunn convinces his group to leave as well, so there's no bloodshed. Angel has prevented an all that war between these two groups. Um, We see a scene of uh, Cordelia and Wesley discussing what happened and the misfortune of the kids. Cordy suggests that she could potentially prostitute herself to david (laughs) when she says prostitute i think she means just date him for the money not like actually be like a prostitute but i hope not (laughs) eventually she realizes that she can't do that (laughs) not for all the money in the world i guess
1: for the best
0: yeah uh angel finds gun standing out uh staring out onto the city Gun says that the vampires will never stop coming and he will never stop fighting back. Angel says he knows. Gun asks him why he does it. And Angel says that what else are we going to do? Uh, Angel says that he may need Gun's help in the future. And that is the end of this episode. What did you think?
1: Okay, I'm going to give this one probably like a seven. Cause yeah, it's that's exactly introdu- what I gave it. <laughs> yeah, it's an introduction of an important character. Uh, you get kind of his backstory. Um, I think it's interesting seeing kind of this group of kind of like lost boys.
0: Yeah, just um, like kids, you know?
1: Yeah, who have clearly all been uh, impacted by the vampire problem. I don't necessarily agree with Angel's choice to let the vampires go, um, considering they were literally taking people in daylight off the street, pulling them into a van and biting them. Um, that seems a bit dangerous and reckless to let them, like, go free. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's it's an important episode. Definitely a watch um, so that you get, you you know who Gunn is and... Uh, and know a little bit of his backstory for when they bring him in as more of a regular asset to the team
0: yeah definitely um, I I really like Gun. Um, I don't want to spoil anything but he's a character I really really like on this show so I'm yeah. excited he's finally here <laughs> um, alright so on to season 1 episode 21 blind date originally aired May 16th 2000 was written by Janine Renshaw and directed by Thomas J. Wright. We open on a street vendor peddling toys. A blind lady is walking towards him, and he asks her to stop so he can clear the toys for her so she doesn't trip. Uh, elsewhere, Angel is fighting vampires in a warehouse. After trading blows with the vampires, he's able to kill them. Because, he you know, he's Angel. He's not going to get killed by two vampires. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, from somewhere else in the warehouse, a man is stabbed. Falling over, he succumbs to his wounds. Angel's like, basically like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> like, this is not involved with this. Out of the darkness comes the blind girl from earlier. Her and Angel fight. Her glasses get knocked off, confirming that she is indeed blind. Her eyes are, like, completely white. The pair gets separated and the woman flees. Um, the next day, Wesley and Cordelia are looking up info on blind assassins. Uh, Possibly on demons, demons, demons. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But Wesley says that there's no demons that are blind, just demons with many eyes, few eyes, but none with no eyes. Maybe, and he's like, maybe angels find a new species.
1: (laughs) He's a little too excited about that.
0: Yes. Um, Cordelia figures that she's probably just a regular person, and she looks up uh, similar like perpetrators in crimes. uh, And she ends up finding her in a database. Her name is Vanessa Brewer, and she has a long rap sheet, mostly of murders. There's an assault in there too, but mostly it's murder. (laughs) Uh, She's actually currently on trial. And guess who? Wolfram and Hart are defending her on charges against a double homicide.
1: Surprise, surprise.
0: For real. (laughs) Lindsay tries to play up her disability in court. Uh, But it's a little bit undercut by Angel throwing glasses at her and her, like, catching them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although it doesn't seem to matter because she gets off on all charges. Um, At the law firm, Lee compliments Lindsay on his ability to get Vanessa off on those charges. And then Lindsay is brought into a room uh, with Bernard from Lost. His name is Holland in this, but it's <laughs> always super weird for me. Have you seen Lost? Yeah. Yeah, he's like this sweet old guy in Lost. and yep. this, he's a very evil lawyer. Uh-huh. always very strange.
1: <laughs> he just wanted to retire with his wife, Rose, and go exactly.
0: on a little trip. <sighs> so uh, <laughs> Holland uh, says that... Lindsay has been great in the courtroom, but some of his choices, like sending Faith after Angel, have been less than stellar. However, he feels that he's pulling out of it, and he really wants to see Lindsay succeed within the company. He also tells Lindsay that he needs to come up with a defense for Vanessa, possibly involving, you know, a terrible childhood, because something is going to happen, and that something is she's going to kill children for the law firm. Lindsay asks, like, like, who are these children? As if that matters. I don't <laughs> As if there's something these kids could have done to deserve being slaughtered.
1: Yeah, but, no. Uh, yeah. No.
0: <laughs> Holland is like, yeah, well, it's not our place to be involved with that. It's our place um, to defend the clients.
1: It, it kind of is, <laughs> but okay.
0: Oh, man. So back at Angel Investigations, Angel is very angry that Vanessa got off and he throws a phone at the wall. Uh, Angel realizes that he's not able to fight Wolfram and Hart with his strengths. He can't even testify to the crimes that people have committed in front of him. Uh, And Cordelia's like, well, maybe night court. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's just much more efficient when it comes to punching things. Just when Angel is at his most despondent, in walks Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay says that he wants out of his lawyer life. Uh, he says that he knows Angel and that when he was alive, Angel didn't know poverty. Uh, Angel, however, has, or Lindsay, however, has experienced true struggle and that's why he decided to become a lawyer so he'd never have to go through that again. Um, Angel is very disinterested until. It, Lindsay brings up the fact that children are going to be killed. And I was like, wait, what? No, yeah. can't have that. <laughs> um, they make a plan to subvert the Wolfram and Hart security. The big hitch is that they have um, that security that tells them when a vampire has entered a building. To circumvent this, Angel reaches out to Gunn to procure one. <laughs> um, to procure is like, one what? Uh, to procure a vampire. Okay. Yeah, he's like. It seems like you think you can get one. He's like, I could, but why would I? And he's like, Well, you know, it'd be fun. i like, All right, fun, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lindsay enters through the front door while Angel is going to come in from the shore. He's uh, welding a hole in the like bottom of the building. As Angel enters the building, Gunn brings a vampire in a bag. Uh, into the building, setting off the security and causing a scene in the lobby, allowing Angel to sneak in unnoticed. In the vault, Angel is attacked by a demon uh, but blows pink powder into its face, paralyzing it. Uh, he says, uh, thank you, Wesley, <laughs> and then, like, walks off. Super he grabs
1: barely an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah,
0: it really was. <laughs> He ends up grabbing the files of Vanessa from the vault, but there's also a scroll, which he is drawn to. There's a lot of, like, heavenly music while he's looking at it. He takes that as well. But when he does, an alarm goes off, and he almost gets locked into the vault. Uh, Angel does end up getting out, but Lindsay is pulled in for a random mind reading. He gets cleared, but Lee gets shot in the head for trying to work with Wolford and Hart's competitor. So... <laughs> R.I.P. Lee, I guess. Any any strong feelings? No? <laughs> what is what is passion of the dirt column? Evil Bazinga.
1: Evil Bazinga.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Lindsay ends up getting held back as all the other lawyers leave. A Angel brings Cordelia the files and Wesley's interest in the scroll. Cordelia points out that the files are encrypted. Lindsay sits down with Holland, uh, and he lays it all out. They know what Lindsay did. Holland tells him that he's having a crisis of faith. He gives Lindsay a few days off to think and correct his behavior. So Holland must have just been like, leaves the shitty lawyer, just shoot him in the head. But Lindsay, we can't afford to lose.
1: <laughs> they probably have a psychic somewhere telling him that Lindsay has a bigger role to play.
0: Right. Cordelia's is on the phone with Willow which is great. He uh, was also <laughs> working to break the encrypted files that Spike provided in Buffy. Yep. Uh, although Willa has more success walking uh, Cordelia through unencrypting these files. Uh, Vanessa, it turns out that Vanessa had intentionally blinded herself and she trained with monks who believe in seeing with the heart and not seeing with the, lot, uh, with the eyes.
1: How about you see with your brain and know that killing kids is wrong?
0: Mm-hmm. Also, can't you just learn the other shit while having eyes? Maybe even more deadly?
1: Maybe it's a weakness because you can't always believe what your eyes tell you? Maybe. I have no idea. I I mean, (laughs) I am not going to defend gouging your own eyes out. No. I'll just put it that way.
0: (laughs) So, um... She is set to kill three blind seers who are children, and as they grow up, their powers will become more powerful. And Wolferman and Art do not want that; they want them dead. Um, Lindsay makes it back. Lindsay, sorry if I worried anyone. Cordelia, we just assumed you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her. She's so great. <laughs> Uh, Cordelia and Wesley are tasked with preventing the kid's mentor from getting to the safe house and thus being killed by Vanessa. Angel and Lindsay go to rescue the kids. Angel fights Vanessa and realizes that she can only perceive him when he's moving, since he has no heartbeat and doesn't breathe. He uses this Sue's advantage, and he ends up killing Vanessa. Wesley tells Angel that the scroll talks about a vampire with a soul. Um, But that's all we get for that right now. Lindsay returns to Wolfram and Hart. There he sees Holland packing up his desk. Holland offers Lindsay a promotion as he is going upstairs. So while Lindsay flirted with heroism in this episode, he ultimately can't pass up this offer. Angel looks up over the city very disappointed. I guess he kind of knows that Lindsay took the job. So yeah, what do you think of this one?
1: Um... Knowing that Lindsay becomes a much bigger player, I think it is I think it is good to see like that he does have some semblance of a soul.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and that he knows that like what Wolfram and Hart is doing is wrong. Um I think it's kind of some interesting not necessarily character development, but um character insights for Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see gun back, good to see that um, you know. Again, he's an asset to the team. Um, I love the little bait and switch thing they do with a uh, uh, gun bringing in a vampire and kind yeah. of doing a um, look at this hand while this hand's clearly doing something else yep. type of deal.
0: Yeah, um, that's pretty great.
1: Yeah. So I, I enjoy this episode. Hmm. Um, I think I'll give it probably like a like a seven. It's not like an over-the-top amazing episode to me. Mm. Um, it's, it's. I mean, it's not like a five-by-five five or sanctuary for me, but right.
0: it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I like it too. I think things definitely heat up on the back, like the last few episodes of this. Um, and with that, I am giving it a seven as well. And yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we end this episode?
1: Um, I think that... Okay, so for anybody who didn't listen to our Buffy podcast or our, our Buffy episode discussions um, basically season four of Buffy, which is airing, was airing at the same time as season one of angel. Uh, they went through some kind of issues with major cast members leaving
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, unexpectedly kind of halfway through the season. Um, and kind of had to regroup, so I definitely feel like this is what, Blind Date is one of those episodes where I feel like in the back half of Angel the writing was not so great Mm. um, because I think that more attention was being given to Buffy knowing that like Buffy and Angel literally aired on the same night, so this Blind Date would have been airing on the same night as
0: the finale, right, or the uh, the, not, the f- story finale of yeah. the season.
1: Yeah. So I think that if I had seen like you know the destruction of Adam mm. directly before this mm. episode, I would have been like,
0: it's underwhelming.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Definitely yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like. Especially where with like Buffy, usually the episode before the finale is like a big, a big gear up episode.
0: Mm.
1: Um, this definitely blind date feels more like a filler episode to me, mm. because like I said, you don't really get character development with Lindsay. You get character insight because he doesn't actually end up changing at the end of this episode. Right. Um. So, yeah, just kind of. Thinking of it in that way, knowing that they, Buffy and Angel, literally aired back to back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, this this one would have been a, a disappointment coming off of basically the the major plot finale of Buffy.
0: Yeah, no, so, I, yeah. I definitely get what you're saying there. Um, so I'm excited. So next episode, we're only covering one episode and mm-hmm. kind of talking about the season probably as a whole and what we thought mm-hmm. about Angel's first season. So. Look out for that. Um, we will see you soon. Jill, where can they find you online?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jillian underscore Swan, and that's Swan with two N's.
0: Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at the Fake That's B M A R R. You can follow me on Instagram at Super You can follow the channel on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at can Get Everything on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Get everything. Follow us on TikTok at well as well. <laughs> um Yes, so tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the Sunnydale Review. Make sure you rate us on iTunes, leave us a comment down below, and we'll see you in the next one for our one year, Woohoo! one year anniversary of the show. Yeah. Can't believe it. Flew by. Really I know. Did. <laughs> right, see you guys next time. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. Fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Karl.